The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss effective ways to get customer feedback faster. Joining us is Nicholas Dorn, who is the CEO of FileStage, which is a content review and approval platform for marketing teams. Team members can comment on videos, images, documents, and even live websites. And imagine all of your project file formats, versions, comments, and approval decisions in one platform with a simple-to-share link that your stakeholders can tap on to add comments, tag teammates, and give the full context as you watch the feedback roll in. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, FileStage and Nicholas are also sponsors of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Nicholas and I have talked about how to get feedback faster, and yesterday we talked about closing the gap between content creation and publication. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about the video creative approval process. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Nicholas Dorn, the CEO of FileStage. Nicholas, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to be back again. I am selfishly very excited for this episode. And you know why? I think that we're going to get into video marketing. And this is a way that you can actually really help us. I have not done a lot of video creation over the last, I don't know, 10 years. My first startup was a video guitar lesson website. And we were basically selling a package of 50 guitar lesson videos for $50. Hey, the first 50 guitar lessons you need in one place. And it worked? No, not terribly. That's why I'm a podcast host now. <laughs> but 50 videos for 50 or or $100 or whatever we priced it at back in 2005 was a great offer. That doesn't seem to be the case now. Now you need thousands and thousands of videos and all sorts of creative. And I'm sitting here saying we create podcasts on a daily basis. How do we take advantage of YouTube and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all these different channels that are now becoming video reliant? Help me think about what, first off, the current landscape of video marketing looks like. And then how can we think about creating great videos at scale? For me, the biggest difference today in when you look at content and video itself is like companies really have started to produce a lot and then turned marketing basically into, into media production firms within the company, right? 
So alone, like the output, the amount of content that you produce is a lot higher than five years ago. And I don't know, thousand times higher than, than 10 years ago or so. One thing, if you look back, let's say in the old days, you produced like one, one big advertising, one TV spot, took a week time, produced it with your producers in the studio, spent a lot of money on it, and then it went live. And I think you run it on TV maybe for three months and you were like doing a good job then. But nowadays you have to serve, you mentioned it, all kinds of different social media channels. You have to serve all kinds of different segments within social media. So you want to target like really fine granular. And how can you achieve that? Basically, in most cases, you don't have the budget that you had maybe 10 years ago to produce that big spot. You have maybe half the budget. And this means you have to start to produce a lot more efficient. Maybe you have to produce 200 videos with just the same budget. And when you start to think about those dimensions, you realize that you need to come up with a really efficient process to produce video content on scale. And at the same time, you need to be really clear how to edit small changes and make small changes in order to fit the right social media channels for your audience. A lot to unpack there. What I'm hearing from you is over the last decade, the last 15 years, we've gone from this strategy of high fidelity small volume of content. We're going to produce a television ad. We're going to run it on TV. It's only going to be on TV and it's going to be three months. We only need one ad every three months. Let's go spend a million dollars on our creative. Now, over the last 15 years, we've gone from, well, we're not just going to run on TV. We probably aren't going to run on TV. We're probably going to run on 15 different social networks, YouTube, our own blog, and we're changing the not only content length, format, usage, probably the amount of fidelity that's included in it as well. So we're producing a higher volume of lower quality content. Now, why is that the case? Why is the quality of content going down? Why do users care less about fidelity? I'm not sure if the quality of content actually goes down. Maybe the quality of the production process is a different one. I think on the one side, we have technology that allows us to produce for very low cost, high video quality, right? And at the same time, I think maybe people are, are less obsessed about a strict format or a strict structure or seeing stuff produced in the studio versus it can look a bit like, I don't know, shabby or so. And it's still fine as long as the content is interesting to them. I think that's a great answer. And you're right. It's not that the content quality has gone down. It's that higher quality is accessible to everyone because guess what? We all have iPhones in our pockets and the cameras on these things are awesome. And so you can create a high quality video that's probably as good technically as what was being shot on television 10 years ago, just by pulling your phone out of your pocket. Now it's easier to create content. Pretty much anybody can do it. So what are some of the ways that you can create content at scale that still is high quality, not only from the fidelity perspective, but also from the content perspective? How do you just not take everything that people are shooting from their phones in your company and say, okay, let's just go publish this everywhere we can? How do you figure out what's good? For us, it all starts with a clear, clear idea of what you like to answer. I think it all starts in terms of, hey, who's your target audience? What are they interested in? What do they want to hear? And then you can come up with a plan and say, okay, there are 20 different questions, 30 different questions they're interested in. Let's try to answer them for them in an interesting way. And once you have your, let's say, content plan calendar in place and the stories you want to tell, then I think you can start to think about how you want to produce it. 
and pick your format then you can say okay we prefer that it's like employee content and everybody just gets an iphone and answers different questions or you can start out and say we work with a small production firm that is specialized let's say in small youtube clips and can produce stuff for us on scale or you can even decide okay now we build our own studio in-house always the same setup but still we try to, let's say, be as useful as possible to our target audience. And I think this is a standard we have established for five-stage in-house as well. You know, it's one of those things as you think about the approval process, I think of approval as having a single piece of creative and getting it from creative production to marketing, to legal, to executive buy-off, to whoever is doing your publishing. Those are the steps. And in reality, a lot of what the approval process is sorting through a mass amount of content and say, these are approved and these aren't to get into the next steps. So talk to me about when you think about video and you're able to aggregate all of this, you know, sort of incoming sources for content, maybe you're working on influencer campaigns and you're getting user generated content. There's all sorts of ways to aggregate content. What's the right process for filtering through content? And how do you basically separate the wheat from the chaff? I think it starts again with having the right people in place. So you definitely want to make sure you have somebody experienced that has a good feeling for the content and the relevant pieces. It's more like, as you described, the job to pick the right three, three minutes out of 1000 minutes of radio material and pick the most interesting ones rather than selecting randomly stuff. I think this is the first part. And then the second part is I think you need to have kind of an overview about all the relevant content and you have to have an easy time to select the right pieces and move them forward. For me, visually, it's like in the Kanban process, you select the right pieces and move them forward in the process to have clarity about it and then just have it visually clear what you want to work on. One of the things that I'm a little worried about, right? we've got a long format piece of content, a 15 minute podcast. And it's easy to say, all right, we're going to edit this and create a 15-minute YouTube video and we're going to be in a different channel. But in reality, video marketing, as I mentioned before, is spread across multiple different channels, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. What's the way that you can think about creating content and make sure that it's right for the appropriate channel? How do I take my long-form content and make sure that I'm formatting it in the right way for the right channel, the right audience, the right product? It all comes from a good story first. So you have to have a good story. You have to know what you want to share with the people. That's the first part. And then second, I think you you have to have experts that really know their channels. And together with those experts can also be one expert that knows a couple of channels, like knows like how to produce for LinkedIn or YouTube. And then I think with them together, it makes sense to decide on the format and let's say on the structure of the video and how it should look and feel. And I think if this is clear for every channel you want to publish on, you can take every good story, produce it, and then adopt it for the specific channel based on the standards you have defined at the beginning. And I think this is for me like the typical way to move forward. Yeah. I think you hit on a key point. You need somebody who understands each individual channel. I don't understand what resonates in TikTok. I'm too old for that. But I understand what might resonate on LinkedIn. I might even understand what resonates on Facebook. I might even be young enough to understand what resonates on Instagram. But there's not only the different form factors, there's so many different products in the social networks now where you think about reels, you think about posts, you think about stories, there's different formats and different channels, different types of content, different challenges, different themes, different 
I don't know, social media memes that are happening across different channels. You really have to have an expert that understands it. So you can take your long format content, but it has to go through a process where you're having your subject matter and your channel expert that what is most interesting. Walk me through the process here when I think about, all right, I've got a podcast. I want to push it into the five major social media channels. What are the ways that you would recommend that I go and onboard or utilize five different experts to make sure that they understand what the content is and they're able to create the right format for their individual channel? I think now we're facing one of the biggest problems companies have nowadays in marketing, right? You have so many channels and let's say only the big brands can afford to have really like an expert for every channel. So I think all the other ones have to be creative. So on the one side, either you start working with one person that maybe knows several channels by heart and can really serve several channels and adopt stuff for you. Or I think it makes sense on the other side to maybe decide not to go for all channels at once and just pick a couple where you feel like you can serve them, but do it well, instead of saying, I go to 20 different channels. I think sometimes it's better to just say, I take my, my piece of content, I do it really well in the original version. And then I go for one, two, three other channels where I have the expertise in-house or where I can work maybe with a freelancer occasionally to help me to adopt the content for the channel. When you think about the video creative approval process, it is not just about making sure that you have one static video that is approved by the creatives and the legal team and the media buyers. It's about understanding what the content is in one of your long format videos, understanding what the little pieces of gold are that can be used across multiple channels in multiple formats. It is something that really requires a lot of stakeholders to break your big format content down into something that is appropriate for each individual channel. But it's a theme that we're seeing become more and more important in marketing is how can you take your long format content specifically in video and distribute it broadly, appropriately in multiple channels. And that's where your approval process really comes into play. So Nicholas, before we let you go, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'll say it again. I appreciate you being our sponsor. Any last words from you when you think about the video approval process? As I said at the beginning, it makes sense to start on the one side, really think about your target audience, the content they like, the questions you should answer for them. Then on the other side, consider who should be part of your review and approval process and when. So when do you want to bring in certain stakeholders? So you don't want to bring in all the people at once because this is just chaos. You want to make sure the right people come in at the right time. And I think if you consider those things when planning your content production process, I think you have already a really good start to move forward. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Nicholas Dorn, the CEO of FileStage. If you'd like to get in touch with Nicholas, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Nicholas underscore Dorn. That's N-I-K-L-A-S underscore D-O-R-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is filestage.io, F-I-L-E-S-T-A-G-E dot I-O. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly 
My handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.